with another episode of the anarchist experience episode 357 aka year eight week two uh, coming at you this week as always i am your host mr richie rich along with mc ks and since is this is your regular scheduled program uh, we do this live on clubhouse uh saturdays around 4 p.m eastern time uh, you can get in on the club there the anarchist experience or at me at clubhouse riches for rich r-i-c-h-e-s the number four r-i-c-h and i'll hit the little the button to let you know that we're live and then you can participate if you so choose uh that being said what is going on with you guys this week well i saw something interesting in the news yesterday about how um Biden, of course, is boasting about appointing the first black woman to a Supreme Court. Um, and then the, the columnist was saying that, no, this was actually done by, um, by George Bush um, long back. And it was, it was Biden who blocked it, even threatening uh, to use a filibuster at that time, which he now calls uh, a relic of the Jim Crow era. Uh, he used himself, he threatened himself, uh, threatened to use himself in order to uh, block uh, Janice Rogers Brown to the Supreme Court. Is that surprising in any way? No, it was interesting to hear the, the history. What I also found interesting was that the newspaper actually published this column, and then I went online to look for the column and i couldn't find the column on the electronic version on, online but at any rate it was in the hardcover cover copy of the newspaper and i found it in the uh, print replica of the newspaper uh, but i couldn't find it anywhere in the uh, in the current digital version of the newspaper so what do you then attribute to joe biden uh, advocating for this right because it seems to me that it's just playing into the quote-unquote woke culture, right? we got well, sure. to get was, minorities their shot. It was the thing, apparently, that actually helped him win his presidency because um, he promised this in the South Carolina uh, primary, which then gained him the support of uh, some influential people in, in South Carolina uh, to win him that... that um, primary race, which was crucial to him being back on track okay. for his uh, campaign. So it was, it was a critical promise that he made during the campaign. Everybody's reminding him of it, that he, that he did this. And yet uh, the hypocrisy is nice, to, nice to reveal because, well, I didn't remember about, about this. It hadn't, uh, and, and it's just nice to be reminded about the hypocrisy of politicians. Well, during the campaign, they were talking about packing the Supreme court as well yeah right yeah. more justices to offset trump's conservative onslaught mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and who knows maybe that will still occur but it can only occur while they still control the senate and house 
So they have to do it before the midterms. Yeah, which is um, less than, it's what, nine months away. Okay. So it has to be done quickly. I don't think that they'll succeed at the at the court packing. Um, just as Roosevelt found, uh, Ted, uh, Franklin Delano Roosevelt found a um, broad bipartisan resistance to the idea of court packing when he tried it in 1933. Yeah, I mean, well, they, they called for it and then... it's one of those issues where he didn't need to wait for a justice to retire, right? Like he could have started the court packing process day one, basically if he wanted to. So doesn't, doesn't seem like he's going in that direction either. That's right. That's right. I, I, he happens to be worried about his popularity right now and they might pack the Supreme court, but it would certainly backfire further during this uh, by-election do you think he's actually concerned? I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't even know if he's aware of what's going on. <laughs> that may be a, a, an issue of medical evaluation. Yeah. I just, I was just watching a YouTube video um, before we started here while I was eating my lunch. And it was basically, basically just like Joe Biden being uh, walked off the stage, right? By, I guess his, his wife or handler or whatever, just guided like, you know, handheld to get the president of the United States off the stage, right? It won't be the first time. <laughs> it's, but as I'm saying, it's like it's not a good look. Like they, well, they, put, I, they, they prop him up there. Should. They put the teleprompter in front of him. He says what he has to say, and then they guide him off. And if they leave a hot he mic should. on, then we get what we had last week. Yeah, that's another interesting thing. Uh, but he should have a, a walker, you know, to make sure he doesn't fall down. That would be a, a nice uh, addition to his to his image, you know, using a walker. I don't think the walking is the problem. Is he doesn't know where to go? <laughs> yeah, that's it's. Yeah, I don't know if it's a physical thing. It's a it's a mental faculties thing. Okay, maybe a wheelchair that's operated remote control by somebody else. I mean, he's already the remote control president, so why not? <laughs> just pro- like I said, just prop him up there. Give him, tell him, put the words in front of him. He can at least do that. And then shuffle him off. Well, as a libertarian, I like to have people have a low opinion of their of their leader, their presidential leader, so they won't they they will think twice about entrusting that person with more power. Okay, but uh, they can exercise a lot of power before there's resistance to them. I are so are we going to war? You know, I mean, he's sending troops uh, to the um, to the new war zone. Are we talking about the Ukraine Russia thing? That, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good question. They're, they, they're entrusting that dude with that responsibility and that power. Well, he did to, this, to meddle he in did that? this, um, attack uh, in, in Syria, right? In Eastern, Western Syria. And, uh, it seems, uh, just routine for presidents of the last decades to assume that they can, uh, just attack anybody they want. Because they have gotten away with it with impunity. Yeah, yeah. Right? There's there's no backlash. There's no, I mean, yeah. With with Trump, that wasn't even like the issue that lost him the presidency, right? It wasn't, hey, you're bombing people, so we're going to vote you out. Or you're not bombing the right people, so we're going to vote you out. It's completely different. So the, the, the war aspect of politics is almost a non-issue, right? He gives the order. 
they blow up brown people and no one bats an eye until he does it again. Except libertarians. Fine. I'll give you that. But what, aside from the, you know, the verbal outrage, right? Like what, what can you do? Vote him out of office the next time and get what? Another conservative in office? <laughs> yeah, your choices are uh, just different shades of gray. <laughs> yeah. So why bother? Just, you know, ig- ignore it the best you can, right? And do your own thing the best you can without interjecting yourself into that system. Like, participate in that system as little as possible. The, like, the absolute least amount you can actually be participating, right? And aside from that, just go about your daily life, you know, be well, a productive member of society. Other effective ways of responding to this sort of thing. I think that newspaper article, for example, was somebody publicizing a hypocrisy, which um, can shake people's minds about it. I, I think there are a lot of what you're doing with, with radio um, uh, has the idea of not just broadcasting ideas, but also developing because you're digesting the ideas as you're, as you're fomenting them. Uh, I think it's not, uh, yes, going about your daily life is, is okay, but I think it's, um, for me, uh, imperative to continue to be a part of resistance to this sort of thing. Otherwise, it runs rampant without, without resistance. Yeah. I mean, I, I hear you, but I've always, you know, as, as much as I stay out of the political arena and the political realm, it's mostly because I'm a bigger fan of the passive resistance right? The agorism, the parallel economy, right? Like let's just exist sure. alongside them. And then, you know, it, it, with the ideas of the free market, right? Just entice people over to our side, right? Hey, we can do it better, faster, cheaper than that, you know, bloated down bureaucratic government system. Um, and all you have to do is not tell them that you're doing it with us, right? Do it on mm-hmm. the underground, find the loopholes, that's you know if that's more your thing right then you don't have to then you don't have to involve yourself at all right one of, I, I mean i i hate to go back to this because i have no idea how many times uh, you've seen it since we last spoke mc um but you know the 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 matrix analogy uh most of those people are not ready to wake up and i have no desire to wake them up at this point right they can stay asleep they can stay in that system they can do what they do you know, ah, paying your taxes, it's a price you pay for a civilized society. Okay, go for it, right? I'll be over here, you know, building wealth separately from that because I don't have to give 30% or whatever it is to the state, right? I'll work hard for people that value it instead. We'll start new economies, new trends, new businesses, you know, over here. Gulch, gulch, if that's an easier digestible example for you to swallow, Right. We'll mm. just we'll just take all the productive members out of society and we'll go do our own thing, and those who don't want to come with can just live with the you know the inefficient bureaucratic unproductive nightmare that the current system is, and they can let it collapse under them, right? With the whole with the whole you know COVID lockdowns and whatnot, like I don't really want to leave New Hampshire, and I get I get it, you know Hawaii. I've I've said this before, and I'll reiterate it again here for anyone who hasn't heard me say it. Um, I don't ever plan on going back to Hawaii so long as those measures are in place, and I will go. I have gone, and I will go so far as saying, 
and the whole entire archipelago can sink into the Pacific, taking whomever oh, is please. still there with it. What's that? Please, I'm part of the uh, whomever is in. I know on the archipelago, and you should know better. You should be gone by now. Why? Why? Why dig? Why trench down and dig in your heels there? Right when that particular area is so far gone, it's not worth saving or even giving a second thought to. No, I'm not that pessimistic. I think that even as bad as things are here compared to many other places on the mainland, uh, there's a lot of pluses. For one thing, we have to, I think it's worthwhile comparing um, to most of the planet. You know, um, I've been, I was on the radio this morning on uh, uh, talking with a whole lot of um, um, activists in Africa, Uganda, Malawi, South Sudan, Burundi, Nigeria, <laughs> and they've got it a lot tougher than I do. I mean, I, 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 and I think that anywhere on the planet, you know, there's got, there's problems and it's a matter of, um, of, doing two things, being active to resist it and un, undo it, but also living on your continuing on living your life, which is what you were just saying at the very beginning, you know, yeah. hunker down and find a, a way to continue living your life. And it's not a bad place, Hawaii. That, that part I can get behind if that's what you're doing, right? But as, you know, I moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, and there was only two states, if my memory is correct, excluded from the vote. Uh, I think it was uh, Hawaii and New Jersey. Like you could not vote for those states as you know, when they took the vote to see what state was going to be uh, inhabited by the free state project. Right. And, Mm. and the reason those two states were, were excluded was because the political system was already so corrupted. It was too far gone to repair and it was not worth the effort of 20,000 libertarians to fix. Like it was, it's, and that was like 20 years ago or 15 years ago. So the people who, you know, value freedom and liberty and, and want to do that political side of things, right, ought to <laughs> migrate to where they can actually have a sustainable impact. Um, and if you talk to Mark Edge of Free Talk Live, one of the things that he told me, he's like, you should not have moved to New Hampshire. And I went, why not? He goes, because you're an island guy. And if you want more freedom and still have that island lifestyle, right, Saipan, the Northern Marianas, um, you know, the, the people who are working on the crypto frontier who move there, right, that is more valuable. Like, you can have more individual liberty and freedom there and still have that island atmosphere. I went, okay, maybe one day, but I kind of like it here, so I'm not going just yet. And I didn't, you know, I as much as I was from Hawaii, I didn't value that island lifestyle so much. Like, I didn't care about the beaches, don't care about the weather. I moved here, I bought a winter coat, I'm set, I'm good. You know, no biggie. But for those that, you know, if that's the reason, right, there are still better places that you can go and still have a bigger impact and more of an effect that aren't locked down, that you don't have to, like, have a vaccine or, you know, participate in medical experiments to, to, to go to go eat dinner. Mm-hmm. Right? I was, I was talking to someone. I was like, you know, where's the good food around here in New Hampshire? And I go, not here. It's in Massachusetts. This is one of the unfortunate things. All right. But I don't, you know, I don't want to go there. Like I have no desire to leave here at the moment. 
like especially down to Massachusetts because their their lockdown is almost as onerous right show your pass card your your vaccine passport you know make make sure you're double vaxxed and boosted in order to to dine in I go, eh I mean the food up here is terrible but I've I can survive like I'm not you know I I'll just go back to you know the the eat to live mode and not the live to eat I don't have to be a foodie right or grass-fed sustainable farms around here i'll just i'll just cook it myself to avoid that right mm. similar things out of hawaii right oh my goodness they finally opened up the movie theaters right after how long i have a, a an acquaintance facebook i'm gonna call him a social media friend uh, on facebook who i guess used to work at one of the theaters and through the entire lockdown i was like ah, we don't know when we're gonna go back to work oh they're opening up this one. Oh, they're finally opening up that one. Oh. They're shutting it down again. New variant. Shut it all down. Do they even still have the tier system going on over there? What tier are you on now? Nobody knows. <laughs> right. right. That was that was the contingency uh, like over a year ago when, when I was talking to my mom. Right? Like, when are you coming home? I go, when they get rid of the tier system. And the response I got then was, well, they're adding a new tier. That basically means it's wide open. And I'm like, well, you guys are going in the wrong direction. So probably never, right? Then now, probably. now if you're not boosted when you land, if you're not if you're not double vaxxed and boosted when you land, right? You're you're automatically under quarantine, right? For five days. Um, Where'd the it, five days come from? Has that been? Uh, I I thought they were considering that, but I haven't heard. I mean, I've been reading the daily newspaper, and I didn't see that they had um, confirmed that yet. Well, maybe it was just proposed, but there's yeah, it's it's still on the table. Why is that well, even on the, the reason table? They, I think the reason that they announced that they're thinking about it is they're testing the water to see what kind of pushback they're going to get. Of course they are. Mm-hmm. And the, so, I mean, the, the, and so if there's pushback sufficient, then maybe they won't. If there was sufficient pushback, it wouldn't have even gotten to that point, right? Like, well, where, where was the libertarian pushback during the lockdown, during the shutdown? I, I don't think it's about the, the libertarian pushback. They're, they're looking for pushback from the... The, their their voting base okay yeah are they getting it uh no probably not okay um, but there's i think most people are just kind of over it and i mean it's obvious because everybody's going back to work and going out to restaurants and whatever else um so most people just aren't thinking about should i get a booster or not they're just you know the ones that wanted the booster got it and the ones that don't don't and so okay are they actually going to go go to the government and protest against getting a booster? Well, no, only the, only the same people that were protesting before are going to do that. So yeah, um, they're but probably they, not going to get enough pushback, but they probably won't get that much support either. So if they just think nobody cares, then they might think, okay, well maybe it's not worth doing because we're you know we're not going to get votes for doing it. So who cares? Maybe, or if they think that nobody cares, they'll sneak it in there, and all of a sudden, you know, vaxed and boosted is the new vaxed. Right. That's yeah. That's, that's the new baseline. Yeah. We don't, yeah, we don't really know what they're thinking. So um, I, I, I have a feeling that people even in government are kind of over it and they're just like, should we keep doing this or not? This is getting old. So, yeah. you know, cause they've, they've got to, they've got to get the boost too. And so that's probably why they're putting it out there. Like, Oh, should we, should we make everybody, including ourselves get the boost? <laughs> I, I would probably agree with you on the lower levels. Um, but the, the, the people in the upper levels of government 
probably aren't considering that, right? Like this, this was, this was not Hawaii, but this was, I think the, the mayor of yeah. Los Angeles or somewhere around there, right? Did you see this? You think, you think all the politicians uh, already are, are boosted? No, I, th- I think that they will either, if, if they are, they are, if they don't want it, they'll write in the exception for themselves or they'll just ignore <laughs> the law. Right. So the, I don't know if you guys saw this, the, the, again, the mayor of Los Angeles or somewhere around there, uh, recently like was in a photo op with magic Johnson. Right. Did you see this yeah, thing? I saw that. Yeah. KS are you privy to this? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he goes, well, I didn't have to wear a mask because I was holding my breath during the photo shoot. <laughs> they don't care rules for thee right they'll pass the law and and they and they will get away with excuses like that because as much as he was panned right in the the alternate media uh there's no real repercussions aside from the fact that he looks like a moron for all of a few minutes right uh, th- that whole 10, 15 minutes of the news cycle where he's in the spotlight and no one cares. There's no follow-up to that. Maybe in Los Angeles. I haven't seen it. But they that's how dumb they think you are, right? That the vast majority of people will go, oh, he held his breath. Okay, no problem. Even if they don't, they don't there's no protest. There's no pushback. There's nothing. Just say what you okay, want. Do speaking what you of want. protests, what's, what's going on in Canada now? What's What's the latest on that? Oh, uh, they're, they're still there. Uh, the latest thing I read is they, they have enough funds, even though their GoFundMe got shut down, uh, to wait it out for <laughs> two to four years. Really? That's, wow. That was the headline. Two to four years. They could just sit outside of Parliament honking their horns 24-7. <laughs> there, was a, there was another tweet. I'm sure it was in jest, but it said, like, you know, how long, how long is this protest going to go on? And the response was just two weeks to flatten the curve. We'll see. It's interesting. Um, we, we, you know, we talked about it a little bit on Free Talk Live when I was there last week Sunday. Um, I think it was last week Sunday because uh, Captain Kickass wanted to know like what the demands of the protesters were, right? Like what will make them leave? And I said, well, if they end the vaccine <laughs> mandate, right? That's you know, well, he goes, <laughs> well, it sounds like duh. But his question was like, have they said that? Is that documented anywhere? We're all making these assumptions, but is that really what's going to happen? And I went, I don't know. That's that's the narrative, right? Well, as as long as it goes on, there's a cascade of new issues that are added on because you get more and more people who are upset about a variety of things who say, well, I'm going to use this opportunity to, yeah. to uh, double down. His concern was that it was going to turn out like Occupy Wall Street. Right where it it came out, guns a blazing, fists swinging. I don't. They didn't think, accomplish their goal, and then everyone just went home. I don't think the truckers can be compared to the Occupy Wall Street people. Um, I think the comparison uh, was the the uh, cloudy outcome, right? Like there was no, there, sure. nothing was set in stone as to what would cause this to end. Yeah, but I don't think the truckers necessarily want to do this. It's like. Um, it's uh, it's gone too far, and then they're just pushing back. So it's the government has gone too far, and the truckers are responding. Is that what you're saying? Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's, and it's not. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. It's like 
it's it's a fundamental right to be able to put whatever you want in your own body and then and be able to cross borders. It's amazing that only the truckers are protesting and they're getting pushback, right? Like if you're right and I agree with you that well, this is a fundamental right. I, I don't I don't think it's amazing because I mean they, they actually have uh, a tool at their disposal, you know, not delivering goods. Yeah. So um, they can actually have an impact. Whereas me, if I say, I'm just going to sit in my house, um, they don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Can you compare this to the protesters that block the freeway? Yes. Okay. And that's, and that's the, where their, the danger comes in because if the truckers are successful at getting what they want by doing this, then they might decide, Oh, we'll do this again. Where I think it won't happen is because nobody is telling the truckers that they should do this. I mean, it's not it's not like a top down. Uh, it was a grassroots thing. organic protest. Yeah, it was like it's like, hey, uh, fellow truckers, this is. Do you agree with us that this has gone on too far? And then everybody just kind of piles in. Yeah. Um, and that's you know bottom up uh, the way it should be instead of um, following these silly politicians. Sure. But again, so how do how does it end if they're always adding new issues? Right? If they go I like, okay, we we've we're we're walking back on the vax mandate. No vax mandates in Canada. The truckers I, I, go home until what? I, I think I think they probably would just go home. Okay, until another issue comes up, and then we got to we, we rely well, on the truckers again. I mean, that should be always the the threat, but okay. I compared it to the people, uh, you know, uh, blocking the freeway because. A lot of that, right, the pushback for the blocking the freeway was, well, man, you guys are not built, you're not getting any support from the people you want. Like the average American citizen who's just trying to get to work is not going to get behind your protest because you're putting your position, you're putting yourself in a position to be their adversary, right? By blocking the freeway, causing traffic jams, delaying everything, right? And now you have the truckers protesting. Right, disrupt disrupting an already fragile supply chain, right? Honking horns, tw- honking honking truck horns twenty four seven, and if that wasn't bad enough, here's the beautiful thing about this. Like I'm, I think it's hilarious, right? The 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 honking, and there's already been news reports like uh, truck horns not enough. They're importing ship horns now, <laughs> like they're gonna blow the fucking windows off of Ottawa. With you know, if if they actually get their ship horns coming in, who's going to deliver it? I don't know. The trucks at the end of the convoy beats me. Um, <laughs> but is you know is, is that an effective tool? Does that does that rally the average uh, Canadian citizen or the the average human being to your cause? Perhaps I don't know. We'll we'll see. <laughs> I don't. Well, you uh, explain that perhaps because it seems like it seems like the 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 people who just want to go about their business. Right, who just want to wake up in the morning, go to work as they normally do, um, but aren't getting a good night's sleep, are not going to go like you know what these truckers are right. We need to we this this protest for freedom needs to go on, right? They're going to call on the government to put an end to it, and the only you know and 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 the only thing that's going to happen is the government isn't going to come through, and then maybe they go like well maybe the government isn't the answer, but the government goes like oh it's not us it's those truckers. They've already levied the, the racist slurs at the truckers, right? These guys are just racist neo-Nazis trying to get their way. They had fed plants. Wa- they had fed plants walking around a Canadian truck protest with, uh, uh, what do you call it? The, the Confederate flag. Hmm. Do, do they not know that that's not Canada's war? 
<laughs> right. <laughs> it's stupid. But that's, you know, but but when when the police when the police are ineffective at shutting it down and stopping the horn honking, right? They're just they're just going to point at the truckers and go like, "Well, it's not us. It's those darn truckers that prevented us from doing our jobs in protecting the citizenry and making sure that, you know, the 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 average person can go to work in peace and do their thing in peace and sleep in peace or whatever. And it's, it's, I can see it being an effective ploy or tool, uh, to turn the general populace against the protest and have them calling out for less freedom for themselves. Yeah. And when you still have to kind of figure out, we have to wait and see what what happens and who, who, which side prevails. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. I, I'm actually more curious about what what the truckers do if they don't get their way. Um, are they going to escalate? And why haven't they already? Define escalate. What do you want them to escalate? Well, to? that's what I'm saying. I don't. I don't know what that would look like, and I don't know what what avenue they would choose. But um, like, if it isn't working, then then what? That's what I'm curious yeah. about. Because I I don't think you know. Because because eventually the the truckers that are out there, um, you know, some for, form of economy will find a way around them, and uh, you know, it, the world just doesn't end just because truckers don't ship stuff. It might yeah. become really horrible there, but um, you know, something something will come of it. Automated trucks, oh, uh, maybe, on the double. Maybe, maybe they hire a whole bunch of you know, uh, government uh, cronies to to do it. And, they get a whole bunch of new trucks and they start, you know, maybe they, they use the military to tow all the trucks and put everybody in jail. I don't know, but, um, yeah, eventually it'll, it'll change. It'll morph into something else. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of why I said, you know, what, at what point do they say, okay, this isn't working. We either need to, you know, bow down to the government and go, go back, do our, do our thing or escalate. Yeah. I hear you. I don't have an answer, but if they if they're saying that they can sustain this for two to four years, then you know. Well, they they probably can sustain it as it is right now. But like I said, if they if the the military gets involved and they start using tanks to tow trucks out, then oh well. If okay, so if that's the case, I don't even think you can. You would have to say that the truckers need to escalate. I think showing up showing up with the military. You know, even if it even if it's just a Canadian military with tanks to tow trucks, like that's an escalation. That's that's an act. No, that would that would be the government escalating it. I know. know. That's what I'm saying. The the government would already be escalating it. it. It's not it's not on it's not on the truckers at that point to escalate it well, beyond. That, like they have a well, peaceful that's, protest. But that's what I'm saying right now. now. If if they don't escalate now, then the chances of them just being slowly towed away uh, increase the longer this goes on. Well, hopefully the minute the tank rolls in with the first truck to tow away the first truck, like that's when the truckers grab whatever tools truckers need to beat the shit out of whoever's driving that tank. Right? Yeah, maybe. Like that's the escalation. I I don't know if that's the right way to escalate though because, um, you know, the military is pretty hard to fight and, uh, you know, there there are softer targets in the, in the government, you know. Sure. But okay, and and I hear what, again. I hear what you're saying. But at that point, you're looking at a preemptive escalation before it gets to that. Yeah, which I'm not against. 
either. That's that's what I'm 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 wondering if they're th- even thinking about that or they're okay. just like, oh, this is fun, ha ha. Look, we're we're disrupting stuff. Like, <laughs> so that's a, that's another question that I have posed here, right, in conversations with uh, the libertarians and the anarchists and the people here, um, who who you know who are like progress is being made. I go okay, like how many election cycles do you need? Like at, at what point is it okay? for the violence to start. There has to be a, there has to be a point where it's yeah, and okay. I, and I'm not even saying violence, but just Something some other else. form of, and that's why I said, I'm not smart enough to come up with whatever they're going to do. Like I didn't expect the truckers to band together and say, Oh yeah, vaccine requirements are ridiculous, but yeah. uh, they did. So again, I, I, I want to hear what you're saying. And unfortunately violence is always the last solution. Right. I'm, I'm not saying it isn't, but I, yeah. I, I think that, you know, if people put their heads together, uh, like the truckers, sure. And, or maybe, maybe get other, you know, groups besides the truckers involved, um, you know, may, maybe make it so where, okay, uh, it's unpopular to serve any politician, you know, at all. Uh, yeah. and, uh, so make a list of all the politicians and say, no, you, you can't eat here at this restaurant. <laughs> you, know? you have to prove that you're not a government employee. <laughs> okay. Or something, you know, something similar to that, you know. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I would love to see that, but that would be easy now, with restaurants just going. We're not going to enforce whatever mandate the government hands down, right? The the stores and the restaurants can already support the truckers in that way, mm-hmm. right? They they pass a vaccine mandate. Okay, nobody gets the vaccine, or those who don't, or those who don't want to don't, and they're still served anyway. And that would be a way to like, I guess, end around. Uh, what the government there is doing without escalating. And, but but the government won't let that stand because their tool is always the violence. Like they always have the natural ability to escalate to that point. And they always end up doing so in some form or fashion, right? If you're concerned about rolling in tanks to tow away trucks, right? That's a violent escalation already. I agree. And so again, my, my question here was like, how many options do we have to go through? Like what's, what's the last option that we have to exhaust before that becomes okay. Right. How, how many other mechanisms do the truckers and the Canadian people have to go through? Right. Like how many, how many new ways of protest must be invented. Right. And if the answer is all of them, then the government wins because they will always, they will, they will outlast all of the protests. Maybe, maybe not. It's, I, I don't know. Like they, they, they actually might back down, you know, <laughs> they might actually, uh, you know, there's, there's a good chance, especially, especially I think in the U S that, that the left is going to lose in a huge way. And, and that could happen in Canada too. Um, you know, Trudeau's days are numbered. Okay. And again, but then again, you're at, you're, you're then left with a conservative government doing bad things differently. True. Right. But, but no, no mandates of what goes into your body. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Even when it's a transfer from one bad government to another, the one that's out says, well, there's a consequence. I still need to be um, responsive in some way to this uh, uh, popular opinion. Um, So I've, I have to be sensitive to it. It's not like a uh, totalitarian ruler who can, dismiss whatever the public reaction is to it 
And Trudeau's very totalitarian, and, and he loves the other totalitarians <laughs> in China and other places. Sure. Because they have the model for how to stay in control for decades. But okay, Trudeau's out, conservative government is in, no mandate, but what? Right? Well, we'll have to see. You think it's going to be good? Slightly better? Um, I, I, I don't know. I'd, I'll just see what happens when we get there. But okay. Yeah. In the United States, right? This is the this is the beautiful thing about like the whole Trump movement, right? Was people have already forgotten that the vaccines was Trump's baby, right? Operation yeah. Warp Speed, we're getting them out there, <laughs> and and probably half of all Trump supporters don't like the vaccine. That's why when Trump talks about the vaccine, they boo him. Yeah, you know, it's like <laughs> okay, and it's like, but Trump wasn't mandating that everybody take it, so. That's that's kind of fair, but the whole mandating that taxpayers pay Pfizer to create this thing, that's obviously wrong, um, but whatever. You know, it's like, uh, don't pay them. <laughs> you know, don't, don't give uh, the government your money to uh, create vaccines. Yeah. yeah. That's, again, that goes back to what I said earlier, like the, the parallel economy on the side of it. Do your own thing outside of their eye, outside of their watch for the most part away from them and don't contribute to their system. However, that looks to you, right? There was a, another uh, meme, whatever on social media. And it was basically like um, now, you know, tra- trading beaver pelts and, and what, and whatever for goods and services. Since now anything, any transaction over $600 gets reported to the IRS, right? Oh, you were a small time seller on Etsy doing just a few hundred dollars on your homemade crafts. Well, now they're coming for you, so you got to barter around that and don't report it, right? Keep keep as much to yourself as you can. Give them as little as possible and just go about your business. Go about your own life and support the truckers because at least in Canada, they're the ones fighting for something. Over here, they're not doing much of anything. Headlines? Yep, sure. All right. You might like this first one. We may end up just starting here. Headline. Three ways to engage in political arguments more responsibly and constructively. A headline, the government has to get money from somewhere, so they're coming for yours. A headline, how governments abuses the elderly. A headline, this is a beauty of headline too. This libertarian won his local election, but the politicians he'd audit refused to seat him. A headline, Crypto Tycoon Goes to War with Hawaii Locals Over Beach. Uh, let's move this one up because uh, it's another Hawaii one. Uh, headline, Navy sues to keep fuel tanks in operation after a massive leak poisoned Hawaiians. Uh, headline, San Jose's gun tax has nothing to do with reducing crime. Headline, The Rise and Fall and Rise Again of the Libertarian Moment. Uh, headline, the EPA has spent 15 years blocking this couple from building a home. Will the Supreme Court come to the rescue? And finally, headline, leftists use mass censorship because they don't have the guts to engage in fair debate. Any of those jump out at you? Uh, Ken? They all sound okay to me, any any of them. All right. Uh, let's move this one up then because the, this, this is nuts again. The libertarian, this libertarian, won his local election, 
but the politicians he'd audit refused to seat him. Uh, a Pennsylvania Township's Board of Supervisors is refusing to seat elected auditors. Kevin Gogan, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but that's what I'm, what I'm going with, is a real estate broker and the executive director of the Pennsylvania Libertarian Party. He has lived in Silver Spring Township near the state capital of Harrisburg for 10 years and has concerns about how his town's finances have been managed. In 2021, Gogan decided to run for township auditor as a write-in candidate. On election day, he mobilized friends to hand out cards to potential voters that read, write-in Kevin Gogan for auditor. Improbably, he won. Now, however, Silver Springs Township's managers won't let him do his job. On January 3rd, uh, Gogan showed up for, to the year's first meeting of the Board of Supervisors, a five-person board that, quote, governs and supervises the township. To his surprise, his swearing-in was not on the agenda. According to Gogan's account, when he raised the issue during the public comment section, the board insisted that it had been an oversight and that he would be sworn in at the next meeting. But days later, the township manager, Raymond Palmer, sent an email stating that, in fact, the township had retained an accounting firm, Maher, Maher Dussel, to serve at, as auditors, and that, quote, the elected auditor has duties lifted when a township appoints an auditing firm, unquote. Uh, Palmer did not respond to an email or text messages requiring comment. It is within township's authority to appoint an accounting firm to serve the audit function. Silver Spring Township appears to have retained Mar Dussel since at least 2010. A representative for Mar Dussel did not respond to emails or a voicemail requesting comment. Simply hiring an accountant for the audits is not in itself suspicious, says Jennifer Moore, chair of the Pennsylvania Libertarian Party, who also serves as an auditor in the township where she lives. Her local board contracts with an accountant, which she feels is necessary for large townships with bigger budgets. But as she tells reason, we do still definitely have a role. We're elected by the people to make sure that everything's on the up and up. In Moore's case, the firm compiles the audit, and then the board of elected auditors pours through the reports for anything that may require further scrutiny. A Pennsylvania township auditor is not a particularly prestigious or powerful position. Salaries are capped at $2,000 annually, half for the smaller municipalities. Auditors scrutinize their township's finances and deliver an annual report to the state capitol. They also set the salaries for the board of supervisors. Each township has three auditors who serve staggered six-year terms. In addition to setting supervisor salaries and financial auditing and reporting, township auditors may investigate official records of the district justices, similar to small claims courts, to determine the amount of fines and costs paid over, over or due the township. If a township is writing too many tickets or assessing an inordinate amount of fines, the Board of Auditors would have the authority to investigate. The Board of Auditors also has the power to issue subpoenas to investigate members of the Board of Supervisors and to assess fines to any supervisor who misuses taxpayer funds. An accounting firm would be unable to serve these functions. I see them putting projects out, and I don't believe they're doing fair bidding on them, Gogan told Reason. I see them handing deals out without putting it through a fair bidding process. 
there's a lot of items of concern that I see in this township. And I thought, I want to get involved. I want to open the books. I want to start attending these township meetings. And I want to know exactly what's going on here. It's not clear whether the Board of Supervisors is even allowed to rely solely on an accounting firm for audits. They just simply can't do that under election law, says Moore, who also has an MBA. It's a violation of the election code. The election code says that they may hire a CPA, but they still have to have a board of auditors. Indeed, state law stipulates that if an accountant or firm is appointed, the board of auditors shall not audit, settle, or adjust the accounts audited by the appointee, but shall perform the other duties of the office. A representative from the Governor's Center for Local Government Services, which oversees the township's audit report, did not respond to voicemails requesting comment. In trying to determine what his next steps were, Gogan sought out the previous office winner. Uh, Chris Trafton ran as a Republican in 2019, though he self-identifies as an independent. In an interview with Reason, Trafton, Trafton described an experience very similar to Gogan's. Tired of seeing shenanigans in local governance, Trafton gravitated towards the township auditor role and mounted a successful write-in campaign based on word of mouth. When he showed up to be certified in his new role, town officials seemed surprised to see him. He was informed that we've been intending to close down those positions in the election anyway, since with a third-party auditing company, there's no point in having auditors at all. Trafton also shared with reason a copy of an email from the township manager at the time, Teresa Eberly. Eberly's email used nearly identical language as Palmer's email to Gogan, stating that the elected auditor has duties lifted when a township appoints an auditing firm. Eberly, who has since moved to a position in a different town, did not respond to email questions. Currently, on the Cumberland County website, Silver Springs Township lists three auditors. Two, Gogan and Trafton, have yet to be seated. The third, Kathleen Albright, has apparently moved out of the township and has not been replaced. Albright responded to a text message, but has so far declined to participate in an interview for this article. It is entirely possible that Silver Springs Township Board of Supervisors is operating in good faith, but by refusing to seat an auditor and instead relying solely on its hand-picked replacement, the board is not only violating state law, but also defying the most basic principles of good governance. In Gogan's words, the auditor is a watchdog for the citizens, put in place to make sure that economic malfeasance isn't going on. And I don't think that someone uh, that someone hired who has a financial interest from the township should be auditing the people that hired them. Uh, end of the article. So your thoughts, benefit of the doubt, good faith, or, you know, if, if voting changed anything, they'd outlaw it. Uh, you tell me. <laughs> KS, is he still there? Uh, he he went to his car. Uh, he's got uh, other things to do at the moment. Okay, so he might raise his hand. I don't know. Okay, I'm calling. I'm fucking calling shenanigans. <laughs> this is outrageous. This is outrageous. And again, it highlights you know the, the last part of what I just said. If voting changed anything, they'd outlaw it, right? They got sure. the, the township got caught with their pants down. They weren't expecting this, and then they changed the rules. So that things would carry on business as usual instead of letting, you know, uh, this, this, you know, libertarian citizen do his job, right? They go like, well, if you don't like it, run for office and change things. 
And so he did and won and changed nothing at the moment. As far as voting goes, that actually happened to me at the Hawaii Hawaii Republican Caucus. Uh, The first time that uh, I had a chance to support Ron Paul and uh, they were changing rules uh, during the, the election process basically. Yeah. I remember that. And it's like, okay, how is this legit? And obviously it's not, it's, it's against the, the Roberts rules of order, whatever, that if you make a change like that, it's not in effect until the next time. So it wouldn't matter what they, what rules they decide to change at that time. They're, they're null and void, but um, they're in power and they have the bouncers so they can throw people out. And uh, that's, that's what it is. It's just, uh, it's not about rules. It's about force. And uh, yeah. And they, they cheated. And (laughs) so that's that. They fucked Ron Paul and Ron Paul supporters so bad that they had their own convention across the street. Sure. Right. Like that, 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 that was that year, right? It was like, okay, we're going, we're going to follow the rules. So we get our delegates in on the Republican convention so we can have our say to get Ron Paul elected. And they went, holy shit. He's got a lot of support there. Well, we can't fucking let that happen. Rule change. Sorry guys, you're out. And they carried on as normal, right? Par for the course. If it changed anything, they would outlaw it and hopefully you know i you know probably not in this guy's case but hopefully stories like this radicalize people ever so slightly a little more than they previously were right if you had any illusions or delusions right that you know getting elected running for office you know this sort of this sort of stuff is is going to be effective right squash it now even here, right? Like, you know, there's, uh, the, the, the libertarian and libertarian Republicans here in New Hampshire, uh, are probably more effective than anywhere else in the country. I would imagine. Uh, but at the same time, once elected, a lot of them come up with the same excuses, right? Hey, why don't you push for this libertarian ideal or this liberty position or this, you know, cause that will increase freedom in new hampshire moving forward and the response back is usually i can't burn my political capital right i can't do it on this particular issue and so it doesn't get done and so change here uh you know is slow and incremental as well if at all um i don't know what i don't know what the process of it now is but i was shocked stunned right given a small breath of hope you know that the the politicos might be on to something um, when they actually got representatives to put forth the the bill for uh new hampshire independence right mm-hmm. like we're fucking doing this how are how did they how did they get how did that even happen right like that was that was me on the other side of this going like huh may, maybe they're on to something and i've just been mistaken um uh, Except when they, you know, they had a hearing several weeks ago and I, I didn't go because I don't care. Um, and apparently like the people in charge of the meeting were breaking the rules uh, when it came time for like the public comment, right? There was like a limit on how long the public could speak. And everyone was given like three minutes. 
except for the guy who opposed New Hampshire independence, who was allowed to ramble on for a half an hour. <laughs> right. And, you know, so I, I'm talking to people that were there and they go like, well, yeah, they broke the rules by letting this guy go on. But there was so much more of us, right, that the entire comment section of our of each of us getting our three minutes made the thing go on for hours. I go, okay, so you outnumbered him, you know, good on you. Um, and I haven't heard any updates, so I don't know where it's, you know, what's, where it goes from here. Um, but again, it, 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 to me, it almost feels like, um, partially like the Ron Paul movement, getting people part of the way, because it's like, all right, all of a sudden we have a little bit of hope. So let's all keep working within the system. Right. <laughs> Like all, all the disillusionment of the Ron Paul thing, you know, like, oh, we got to get it. We got to get him. We got to get him. And then squashed, right? Hopefully they got radicalized. Um, but I think a lot of them got stuck. And then now everyone was looking for, well, who's the next Ron Paul going to be? Because for a while there, there was all the Ron Paul Republicans and I got endorsed by Ron Paul. So, you know, vote for me. Um, and then I, <laughs> I kind of feel like Trump derailed that a little bit mm -hmm. because yeah. now we're, you know, well, I, so I think popular. a lot of people fell for his, um, I'm going to drain the swamp rhetoric. And it's like, okay, well, he had four years to drain the swamp. He failed. Because he so. was an outsider. I'm a businessman. I'm an outsider. This is not my thing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, if anybody had an opportunity to do it, it would have been him. But, it would have been. Uh, he, he failed. <laughs> right. But but how many people are now stuck in the system still, right, going like, well, we now we have to get rid of Biden. So whatever comes up next is like, you know, the, the conservative that they put up there is who we're going with next. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's the way it's going to go. Um, and the, I, I, I wish it wasn't Trump. I wish Trump had the uh, uh, foresight to say, okay, I'll run as VP or I'll, you know, just not run at all and I'll just throw my weight behind whoever it is. Um, I just wish it wasn't him because uh, it's the whole divisive thing and and that's not going to solve anything all all it does is uh piss the other side off and so yep. we've got still the same dynamic of the left exists to counter the right and the right exists to counter the left and uh still it's 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 typically freedom lovers that that, that get uh run over <laughs> by Absolutely. both sides so which again why which again why like the the conspiracy side of me goes like well maybe right at least here it's a little bit of you know the the good old-fashioned controlled opposition right like okay yeah, maybe a little bit those yeah. free staters have been pushing so hard let's go ahead and give them a little taste right well we'll consider this new hampshire independence idea um and then they then you know it, it never passes they squash it um uh, but it turns into well just wait two years and we can try this again Right. Mm -hmm. It's always just wait two years. You you get you get more chance at freedom and liberty if you just wait two years and then then you die. Right. Like it, nothing, nothing happens. Nothing changes. It doesn't actually move forward um, as quickly as we would like. You know, again, there, there's pro there there's probably someone here who has a list of all the good things that New Hampshire libertarians have done within the system to incrementally move liberty forward and good on them. Um, but overall, right. Like, like I said at the beginning in Hawaii, any, j just about any place else, forget about it. Right. 
If that if that's what if that's what you're looking for, find where you can already increase it and work from there. Because I I guarantee you, I don't I don't have the freedom in the 50 states um, site up in front of me, but I'm pretty sure New Hampshire came in number one or number two. I think it was number one this go round, and Hawaii still was at like the bottom three. Like you you can almost not do any worse than Hawaii if you value freedom and liberty. Um, and so you might as well move, right? I had another, uh, you know, Facebook, Facebook, social media friend on Facebook going like, you know, uh, she's in like California. She's like, Oh man, you know, my, my bank, I just paid my rent and I only got like four bucks in my bank account. And then it's like, well then move, right? Like how much worse of a place can you have picked to try to be financially successful delivering packages for Amazon than fucking California, right? Go, go somewhere where, you know, cost of living is lower and your wages are either the same or better and you, you already come out ahead than trying to pay the ridiculous cost of living in California for that nonsense, working, you know, having your primary job be an Amazon delivery driver. And again, that's, that's not a knock, right, against Amazon delivery drivers, uh, but you're not going to do well for yourself at that level job where the cost of living is as outrageous as it is in California or Hawaii or any of the, you know, those States, right. Go to Texas, mm-hmm. go to Florida, go, you know, for a while uh, when there was like the oil boom or whatever, I don't remember how many years ago this was, you know, they were talking about uh, North Dakota, South Dakota was pretty high on the list, right. Cause everyone was going up there for, you know, the oil jobs that the retail stores like Walmart couldn't keep up with wages. So minimum wage didn't matter. Walmart was paying $18 to start, right? Mm-hmm. You show up at Walmart and if, you know, f- warm blood, fresh body, 18 bucks an hour because everyone, everyone, you know, who had the skill set to do the oil jobs weren't applying and were gone. So there, you know, get buy a winter coat, man, uh, and, and figure out where the best place to be is. But if you're in California or Hawaii for the weather, you know, then take Mark Edge's suggestion and take a look at Saipan or any of the other, you know, move here projects that exist in areas that the climate uh, may be more to your liking and you'll still get that bump in freedom and liberty. Right on. Final thoughts? No, that's it. All right. That'll do it for us then. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com on telegram t.me slash anarchist experience or t.me slash the anarchist experience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchist experience. Thank you very much for listening. I'll talk to y'all next week. Peace.